like I said, we've gotten down to, uh, in chapter 44, come on in, chapter 44 of Genesis, and on Wednesday, we were able to get down to about verse 7, well, I think we got through verse 6, but uh, we're going to pick up in verse 7 here in just a moment, but just to kind of remind you of where we're at here in Genesis and what's going on, uh, <clears throat> this is the, you know, we're, we're kind of going through the, the end part of it, believe it or not, of Genesis here. We're, we're starting to wind down the, the book here in the last few chapters here. But here in chapter 44, uh, in, the, in the previous chapter, in chapter 43, we had Jacob sending his sons back down to Egypt because this is during the seven years of famine. Uh, but he was sending his sons back down to Egypt <coughs> to get more grain. And this would have been um, their second journey down into Egypt. <coughs> and, uh, and if you remember correctly, during their first journey, <coughs> it was just the ten older brothers. Uh, Benjamin would have been left at home with Jacob. How you doing? Come on in. It's good to see you guys again. Um, <clears throat> in, we're in Genesis chapter 44, and we'll be picking up here in verse 7 in just a moment, if you wanted to go ahead and turn there. But this is during the, the seven years of famine, and it's the second journey of the, uh, of, of the brothers, uh, of the sons of, of Jacob. <clears throat> and... Uh, and during the previous chapter, in chapter 43, uh, we had them, we had the brothers coming in, and mind you, this is the second time, this is when Benjamin's with them, because Joseph had told them uh, the first time they went that he, they wanted, he wanted him to, he wanted them to bring their youngest brother with them uh, when they came back, or else they wouldn't be able to buy grain or see, fa- see his face or anything else. So to Jacob's uh, not wanting to send him, he ended up sending him uh, because Judah had stood up for him or stood up and said, look, let me be uh, a guarantee or, or surety. Um, different translations translates that different ways, but basically a promise that he will bring him back to everything that he can do, he's going to do his best to bring him back and put Benjamin before him. <coughs> and uh, so they ended up going down, and um, in, in chapter 43, we had, uh, we had the brothers standing or coming up to uh, Joseph, <coughs> and Joseph seeing Benjamin with them, he tells the servant of his house to go and, and uh, take them to his house and prepare a meal for they were going to be eating together uh, with Joseph there when he came home for lunch, I take it, because they were going to be eating at noon. I don't know how that worked out. But anyhow, uh, they were going to eat a meal with him. <coughs> and so they take him to the house. All right, the servant takes him to the house. They, he, Joseph comes in. They eat the meal with him, and there were a few things that was... Uh, interesting that happened during that time. You had uh, uh, 
Joseph sitting the 12 brothers in, in their birth order uh, in the table. And then at Benjamin, they, he, Benjamin got five times the portions of anybody else. Uh, and, and we talked a little bit about that last week. And I'm just trying to do a little bit of a quick synopsis of what's going on. But, <clears throat> but then, yeah, at the very end of chapter 43, we had that they were, um, they were all having a good time. They were merry. Um, uh, they, were, they were joyful and, and enjoying each other. Now, keep in mind, the brothers did not know that this is Joseph at this time. Joseph had not revealed himself to them, and they did not recognize Joseph, although Jeff, Joseph obviously recognized them and knew who they were. <clears throat> and so the beginning part of chapter 44, we have, uh, we have Joseph turning to his servant and telling him to fill their grain sacks full of grain and taking the money sacks they had brought down to buy them the grain with, which, keep in mind, they had brought back double the amount of money because the first time this had happened as far as the money sacks being put in their grain. <coughs> and, uh, and so they brought, they had two, two, double the amount of money, but that was put back into their grain sacks. And also, Joseph had told them to do something uh, specific. <coughs> he told them to take his silver cup uh, and put it within Benjamin's sack. And so the servant had done this, and where we had left off at last week, the servant had gone back out, had met the men uh, just as they got outside of Egypt there, or outside of the town or what have you, and, uh, and basically asked them why they had taken the cup, ultimately. And uh, in the, right here in verse 7, we're going to pick up where the brothers are responding back to the servant. But we had them, you know, so the servant had come back to them and asked them why they took the cup. You know, this was all set in place. And just a little side note of information, I'm pretty confident that the servant knew who these, uh, who these men were, that they were the brothers of Joseph because, and he kind of knew what Joseph's plan was because of what we have uh, going on here and the way that he changes some of the wordings around depending on what they say back to him. But any thoughts or comments up to this point? Yes, Jim? To test, his bro- to test the other brothers as far as whether or not they were going to leave Benjamin behind or, uh, or abandon him is what they did with Joseph. Uh, is that what you were going to make mention of? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I appreciate you bringing that up for anyone that might not have been here. Um, as far as the reason why Joseph would have been doing all of this. But any other thoughts or comments that I might have left out that someone might want to bring up? All right. Well, let's dive on in here in verse 7. <clears throat> We're going to read from verse 7 down to verse 10, and it says, And they said to him, <clears throat> keep in mind, this is the brother speaking back to the servant. And they said to him, Why does my Lord say these words? Far be it from us that your servants should do such a thing. Look, we brought back to you from the land of Canaan the money which we found in, our, in, the, mouths of, in the mouth of our sacks. How could we steal silver or gold <clears throat> from your Lord's house? With whomever your servants 
it is found, let him die, and we also will be my Lord's slaves. And he said, now also, let it be according to your words, he with whom it is, it is found shall be my slave, and you shall be blameless. Then each man speedily let down his sack to the ground, and each opened his sack. All right. <clears throat> so like I said, here we have the, the brothers defending themselves. They're coming back and saying, why would we do this? No, why would, why would he, he make mention? He says, well, why would we steal this because of bringing, this, bringing the extra money back from the first time? What's the uh, defense there that he's given? Ultimately, at least in my head, like I said, <clears throat> if we were going to bring back the money that was put back in our sacks the first time just to try to make things right, you know, we're trying to do right here. And if we're trying to do right here, why in the world would we take some kind of silver or gold from you and, and, and trying to defend themselves, like I said? And so they say to him, yeah, well, I tell you what, whoever has this, this cup, let him die, and the rest of us will be your servants. And, and with that being said, apparently they were very confident in themselves that no one had this cup. Um, but the reason on why I say that the servant must have known about Joseph's plan and what had happened is because of the way that he changed it. How did he change it? How did the servant change what the brothers had suggested? All right, so whoever had the cup, rather than him dying, the servant says, let him be my slave. And what was going to happen to the rest of them? They could go free. You're going to be innocent. So the servant changed it around. You know, the brothers say, you know, whoever has the cup, let him die, and the rest of us will be your slaves. Where the servant and, and this is why I think that he knew who they were, and this is why I think that, that he knew Joseph's plan, because when they say that to him, he says, no, 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 y'all don't need to be the slaves. Whoever has the cup, rather than him dying, he's going to be my Lord's slave, and then the rest of you can go free. Once again, pointing back to what Jim was pulling, pulling up at the beginning of the class, you know, what, was this, what was the purpose of this? It was to see whether or not his brothers was going to leave Benjamin, abandon him as soon as they find that cup in his sack, were they just going to run off and say, oh, it's on you, buddy, and, and leave him, you know. But, but no, they, uh, so that was the whole point of this, and that's uh, once again why I believe that, 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 that the servant knew what was going on here. Any other thoughts or comments before we keep going? Well, I, I read too much of the last time, so we'll, we'll read verse 11 through 13 here, just to remind ourselves. It says, Then each man speedily let down his sack to the ground, and each opened his sack. So he searched. He began with the oldest and left off with the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Then they tore their clothes <coughs> And each man loaded his donkey and returned to the city. There's two things that I find interesting here. Anybody want to try to guess at what I'm thinking here? All right. I'm not as good as Jim trying to lead you down the right path here, but just out of curiosity, if anybody's seen 
couple things that might have been kind of interesting as I was going through that. They all tore their clothes, huh? Yeah. I mean, that, and that was in grief. That, I mean, that, and that is interesting because that's not uh, one of the things that I was saying, but, but that is interesting in an in aspect because it shows that they were grieved. And, uh, and to go along with that, kind of one of the thoughts that I had is that they each loaded their donkeys and headed back to the city. You know, rather than, oh, you're done. You know, you're their slave now. <laughs> See you later, buddy. <laughs> uh, a full circle from Joseph's case? Okay. Because yeah, the father was the only one that tore the clothes. and No. Oh, the oldest brother. There you go. Right, yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. See, so, yeah, Janice puts me in line sometimes. Um, but the oldest brother, in what she's referring to, is when Joseph was sold into slavery, it was the oldest brother that tore his clothes um, in, in grief because of what had happened to him, uh, and that would be Reuben. And, uh, and here we have all the brothers tearing their clothes. Very good. Uh, yeah, okay. Exactly, exactly. And that's all very good. But there was one more thing that I was thinking of that I thought was very interesting when you read through this. There's something that's never said when they were going through the sacks. Yeah, well, as they were going through their sacks, something that was in there that was never talked about as the servants going through the sacks. The money. Because the money sacks were returned in the sacks of grain, and they're going through these sacks of grain. You know, he starts with the oldest, goes through his sack. No, nope. found nothing but this sack of money and grain, <laughs> and goes through the next one and on down through the rest of them until he finds the cup, which the cup is what they were searching for. So, I mean, I, I don't mean to drive too much away from that, but I just find it interesting because, you know, when they got back to Egypt, or got back to, got back to Canaan the first time, and they found that all of their money sacks were still in the mouths of their sacks. They were all grieving. They were like, oh, man. And here it is, you know, the servants coming out, charging them of stealing, and they're like, no, why would we do that if we have our money still in our sacks? But nothing said, and like I said, I just find that interesting. You know, nothing said about that throughout the rest of this chapter or, or what have you. And, and I, I just found that very interesting when I was thinking about that and going through this. But just side note. Any thoughts or comments, though, before we keep going? All right. Let's... Uh, Pick up in verse 14. <clears throat> it says, So Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house, and he was still there. <clears throat> and he was still there. And they fell before him on the ground. And Joseph said to them, What deed is this you have done? Did you not know that such a man as I, as I can certainly practice divination? Then Judah said, What shall we say to my Lord? What shall we speak, or how shall we clear ourselves? God has found out the iniquity of your servants. Here we are, my Lord's slaves, both we and he also with whom the cup was found. But he said, far be it from me that I should do so. Uh, the man in, whom's, in whose hand the cup was found, he shall be my slave. And as far as for you, go up in peace to your father. 
All right. Now, as we'd made mention of, we find not only Benjamin, but all the other brothers uh, go up to Joseph's house uh, when they were when they came back into town, and uh, and they fell before him. So once again, we see that they didn't just abandon Benjamin, you know, as of yet. You know, now we still have the response of what's going to happen after verse seventeen. But as of yet, they haven't uh, uh, left him uh, out for whatever to happen to him when when it got when it. <coughs> when he got back to Joseph's house. We had talked a little bit about this last week as far as, or last week, on Wednesday, I guess, as far as, um, which I guess would still be last week, but as far as the divination part, you know, we had when Joseph was telling his servant, you know, as far as this cup, you know, it, as far as him, uh, the in verse 5 there, in which he indeed practices uh, divination. And we talked a little bit about that on Wednesday as far as this divination part. And I made mention of how that you know, we're not told anything you know, real significant as far as uh, uh, what Joseph meant by this. It could be that he was just trying to get them to think there's more importance put on this cup. Um, and I made the mention about this this verse here in, in was it 15? In, yes, in verse 15, where it's almost like he's like, you know, do you not think that I can practice divination? And I made the comment as far as how that he would know about divination because of who his wife was, because his wife was the daughter of the priest of On, uh, who is a, a priest not of Jehovah God, but a priest of, of, of um, all the many different gods of Egypt. You know, and, and I'm not trying to, to say that he practiced divination because I don't think that that's really what was going on. I think it was just more so him trying to um, make them think of who he was and how that he was high up and he could do these things and, and uh, how that it could be that he was trying to tell them, this is how I know that it was you guys, you know, that you all done this. Jim, do you have something else? Yeah, I mean, I guess that could be. I knew in Strong's it still had it, you know, kind of pointing more towards uh, uh, calling on or something to that effect. But okay, so it, some Bibles have it a footnote as far as making a trial or as far as putting on trial, which does seem to fit a little better with it. But I don't, you know, you guys can leave that up to your own. Devices there, but I, I truly do not believe that he was practicing divination, as far as calling on other gods, what have you. But just throwing that out there. Um, any other thoughts or comments on that? There, I want to leave that off. All right, uh, but then in verse sixteen we have Judah speaking back to him, and one of the things that I find interesting here is that. <clears throat> and on through the rest of the chapter even, is that we find Judah nor their other brothers either saying that you know, Benjamin did or didn't do this. They were just owning up to it. How, how, how can we make ourselves clear? Is, you know, 
or, or what should I say in a sense as far as what Judah's saying to Joseph here? And knowing of the fact that this is Joseph that Judah's talking to. Now, Judah doesn't know that this is Joseph, but we reading this know that this is Joseph that Judah is talking to. <clears throat> when he talks about how God has found out the iniquity of your servants. Um, and I could be wrong in this, but in my head, it's almost like Judah is, is going back to the time of when they had sold Joseph into slavery and says, look, you're, he's, found, you're, he's found this iniquity of us, and now it's time for us to, to pay the piper, if you would, to, to be punished for this. Um, because if you remember going back to the first trip that they had going down into Egypt, they had made mention of, you know, this is all because of what we did to Joseph. This is what we did to Joseph. And this is why this man is being so hard on us. Uh, it's all our fault in a sense. And I, in my thoughts, that's what this was. Anybody have any opinions on that? Yes, Jim. And once again, even though uh, Joseph's servant had told him when they were out, away from the city when he was searching the bags, said, no, you guys are free to go. It's just the one that the cup's with can come with me. Even though they had, he had told them that to begin with and what was going on, Judah, you know, now changing his approach on this, he's not saying, I think Benjamin should die and we'll just be your servants. No, he's just kind of going along with what the servant has said and says, look, we're all now your slaves, you know, we, we've done wrong. We're all now your slaves. And, uh, but Joseph, once again, pointing back, going back to the whole reason on why he's doing this, says, no, no, it's only him. Only Benjamin is going to be my slave. And so you guys can go back to your father. But any thoughts or comments? I feel like I'm preaching, but I appreciate the comments when you get them. All right, let's keep going then. Verse 18 says, then Judah came near, then, then Judah came near to him and said, oh, my Lord, please let your servant speak a word in my Lord's hearing, and do not let your anger burn against your servant, for you are even like Pharaoh. My Lord asked his servants, saying, have you a father or brother? And we said to my Lord, we have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age who is young. His brother is in, or his his brother is indeed, or his brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother's children, and his father loves him. When you said to your servants, "Bring him down to me, that I may set my eyes on him." And we said to my Lord, the lad cannot leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. But you said to your servants, unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you shall see my face no more. So it was, so it was when we went up to your servant, my father, that we told him the words of my Lord. All right. So in this passage here so far, ultimately we have Judah speaking back to, to uh, Joseph. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm kind of rushing through this, but I'm wanting to get through this chapter because it, it flows so good right here. Um, in the next 
portion, I'm pretty much going to read the rest of the chapter, so I don't want you to get too bored with me up here. But, um, but so far, Judah is basically going to Joseph and reminding him, look, when we came down the first time, this is what you said. You had asked us pointedly, you know, do you have a, you know, is your father still alive, and, and do you have a, 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 another brother? And we answered you, you know, to this, and this is why he is you know, still with his father, because his brother is dead, not unbeknownst to him that he's speaking to the brother, other brother. But, um, but he's driving the point home, look, you know, his father loves him. You know, we, we didn't want to bring him. He didn't want to let us bring him, but yet we brought him because you said this is what we need to do. Any thoughts or comments on that before we keep going, though? All right, like I said, we're going to go through the rest of the chapter. Um, starting in verse 25, it says, And our father said, Go back and buy a little food. <coughs> buy us a little food. But we said, We cannot go down if our youngest brother is, w- is with us. Uh, then we will go down. For we may not see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Then your servant, my father, said to us, you know that my wife bore me two sons, and the one went out from me, and I said, Surely he is torn to pieces, and I have not seen him since. But if you take this one also from me, and calamity befalls him, you shall bring down my gray hair with sorrow to the grave. Now, therefore, when I come to your servant, my father, and the lad is, is not with us since his, his life is bound up in the lad's life. It will happen when he sees that the lad is not with us that he will die. So your servants will bring down the gray hair of your, of your servant, our father, with sorrow to the grave. For your servant became surety for the lad to my father saying, if I do not bring him back to you, then I shall bear the blame before my father forever. Now, therefore, please let your servant remain instead of the lad as a slave to my Lord, and let the lad go up, to his bro- go up with his brothers. For how shall I go up to my father if the lad is not with, the- with me, lest perhaps I see the evil that would come upon my father. All right. Like I said, all that flows together so easily, and I was trying to break it up so I didn't have so much to read at one time, but I just couldn't do it. I I had to read it all together. Um, Because here we have Judah speaking to Joseph, and, you know, back in, was it beginning of 43, I think it was, when when Judah is actually telling Joseph, Jacob, his father, saying, look, you let, let Benjamin go with us, and I'll be the surety of it. I'll be the, the, the promise, the, uh, the guarantee that he'll come back. He, here, that, that promise that he's given his father is being put to the test in all fullness. You know, here he is. He's doing his best, everything in his power, to let him take Benjamin's place. Why is this so uh, um, 
intriguing here as far as what's going on. Any thoughts? Jim? No. No? All right. Um, but absolutely, I mean, I, I agree with Jim 100% on that. You know, here we have full circle of what's going on, even when, because um, what we have, and I, I don't, I didn't go back and check what chapter it was, but you know, real early on here, as far as what we, are, where we're at right now, um, we had Judah being the one that was standing up and saying, "Hey, if he's dead, what good is that to us? If we sell him, we can at least make some silver off of this deal. You know, we can make some money." And Judah's the one that spearheaded that whole thing. We have him doing that. And uh, just a couple of chapters ago, we read uh, you know, when they were. When they, were, well, or when they were in Egypt the first time, we read of how that um, it, was to, it wasn't that Joseph was just sitting there nice and quiet and was like, all right, yeah, I'm going to go. No, it had made mention of him pleading with his brothers. And I'm pretty confident that Joseph knew that, that Judah was the one that spearheaded that whole idea because he would have been right there in the pit as his brothers were eating lunch, and, uh, and, and they saw the travelers coming up. says, hey, let's just sell him over here. <clears throat> Even though Joseph was pleading with them uh, not to do this, not to sell him off. Um, another thought I had on this was, uh, you know, when we, when we talked about uh, that, that particular chapter when uh, Joseph was sold into slavery, we talked about how that he was a, a ultimately a teenager in a sense, <clears throat> and, uh, and and he had some growing up to do because of what was going on before that. <clears throat> so Joseph had some growing up to do because of the way that he was basically tattling on his brothers, the way he was he was presenting himself to his brothers. Um, he had some some humbling that needed to be taking place, but I think. Just as well, Judah had some growing up that he did over this time period as well. He had some humbling taking place. And we also read uh, a few chapters ago of what, what all happened with Judah and his, uh, his daughter-in-law. And I'm sure that humbled him pretty good as well. So Judah has completely come around on this as well. Instead of uh, abandoning his brother and ultimately having every right to because of what's being presented before him. Rather, he's wanting to take the place. And, and I like what Jim had, had added in there, too, and I've read that as well, as far as how some commentators will, <coughs> will put in there and make mention of how that this can almost be like a, uh, a type of Christ here in the fact that he's wanting to take his place even though it wasn't him that had done this. And like I said, Benjamin's never really put up as, as you know, he did this, I can't believe he did this, and, and or, nor is he, uh, you know, he wouldn't have done this. It's just, this is the way it is, and this is what I want to do. Uh, I want to take his place. Yeah. Right? And not only just the aspect of, how Judah's reacting here, but also hearing how it tore his father up so bad when that happened, when he got back, how devastated his father was and how he, he just was, was really upset. And now he's taking Benjamin you know, as, as 
you know, in his place, if you would. But now if something was to happen to him, he would just ultimately have no reason uh, uh, to live, if you would. So any other thoughts or comments? Uh, very good. All right, well, we've got a minute, according to Verizon here. So I'm going to wrap it up, and we'll start in Chapter 45 next week. Thank you for your comments and attention.